I remember the first time I heard East Coast Racer, uh, pretty specifically, actually. I had been a fan of Big Big Train for uh, quite a while at that point, uh, since at least the Difference Machine, I think, was the first album I'd gotten. They had had a few albums in between since then. Uh, Underfall Yard, when David Longden joined, was pretty awesome. And uh, they had done the Far Skies Deep Time EP. And then uh, they went ahead and uh, had done English Electric One. And it's, it's that's the point, I think, when English Electric One came out where I really felt like uh, they were hitting close to my favorite band kind of territory, you know, the, the kind of group that I'm definitely going to be paying attention to from now on. And and so I knew that the follow-up to English Electric One, of course, was going to be English Electric Two. And so I was really looking forward to that. And I tend to like to, on an album's release date, if it's something I'm looking forward to like this, uh, I try to set aside some time where I can do nothing else but listen, turn off all the distractions, no Twitter, no computer at all, uh, really get into a quiet place somewhere and just spend the hour, hour and 15, however long the album is, just listening. Uh, I can't always pull that off, but when I can, uh, it's always a really cool thing. And I did that specifically the day that English Electric 2 came out. I sat down in a cafe that I really liked, I had a nice coffee, and I put on the headphones and started the album. And of course, the first song on English Electric 2 is East Coast Racer. This song started, and you know, I'd say within a minute of, of listening to this thing, I knew uh, you know, any, any notions that any fears I might have had about them not being able to follow up on, you know, English Electric One, uh, how great that album that had been, uh, were immediately just completely gone out the window because I knew this was going to be an epic track. So, you know, East Coast Racer is a is a 15 to 16 minute piece. It's a pretty epic way to start an album. And I just love the beginning of it. It's got this kind of solitary piano intro, very slow, very deliberate, and you just know, okay, this this is a, a this is a competent writer. This is a confident writer. Someone, uh, you know, Greg Spawton, who, who penned this tune, you really knew what he was doing with this. He knew how to build, uh, and that piano intro just kind of is, has this beautiful kind of haunting melody. And uh, immediately after, it's followed with Dave Gregory's guitar parts, which sort of are in this kind of super high end reverb thing where you can't hear his attacks at all, and uh, it's kind of swarming into this kind of build up. And then out of nowhere, you just get this amazing rocket into the whole band jumping in. Uh, you know, just when you're getting comfortable that this is going to be kind of a slow intro, it's not even a minute in, and boom, you're just into this amazing groove. <laughs> So the structure of East Coast Racer isn't really your typical song, right? It's not verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, bridge out kind of a thing. If you're building a 15-minute song, you know, you kind of have to use different types of structures. And uh, the way this sort of builds is interesting. You know, there's th three or four parts. The song really doesn't have a chorus in the traditional sense, right? But it has several parts that have really beautiful melodies, and they do repeat. But it's sort of a pattern of, like, let's play these three or four parts together and then come back around and repeat them. And, you know, all those areas, you know, they have this really cool call and answer vocals going on, which Big Big Train has now kind of become famous for. And, you know, there's just a really nice build up and breakdown. It's constantly, the, the song is constantly bringing you up in emotion and back down, up in speed and back down. Uh, and it's one of those things that, you know, you realize quickly when you're listening to these guys that Greg Spawn doesn't believe in writing uh, a ballad and then writing an up-tempo number and then writing, uh, you know, the mellow song and then the hard song, the heavy song. Uh, he kind of puts all that into one piece. And so it's, it's very satisfactory to listen to this kind of music. You don't hear a lot of it nowadays. You, most kind of tracks are on one frequency. And that's okay sometimes, you know, but 
uh, when you're going to put out a song that's 15 minutes long, you better make sure that it, there's lots of variation. And it does this really, really well. So when the song really takes off for me is uh, after that kind of second repeat through of, of the kind of four-part structure, uh, we get into this kind of uh, piano solo, right? It's a breakdown, a kind of fast piano solo kind of thing happening, and the strings start building it in that section. And it's when the, the tune kind of moves into this, uh, kind of subtly goes into this 5-4 kind of pattern. Uh, I don't really mention time signatures in this song because it's it's not, I don't mention it to, to bring up that it's, you know, this complicated kind of mathematical thing. It's not, but Spontan has a really interesting way of using uh, five four time in particular that I find fascinating. Uh, usually, the way I look at five uh, patterns in five, it's that it, you have one B too many, right? And if you think about it, if your normal thing is to be in four and you go to a five, that's sort of you end up with more time, right, per measure, and that kind of makes things slow down. But the way that Big Big Train tends to use five is much more sort of as a one short of six. Uh, you know, if, if you think of a six eight kind of time, if you did five instead, now you have one beat too few. Uh, and that kind of gives you a sense of anxiousness, a sense of movement that you normally wouldn't get out of five. And it's, it's really fascinating to listen to it. And particularly the way Nick DiVirgilio attacks it on the drums, uh, he's just is a master uh, groover in this kind of time signature. I mean, if you weren't paying attention, if you weren't keen on this kind of thing, then you wouldn't even notice that it was in an odd time signature. You just know that there's this sense of anxiousness and, and quickness. makes sense, right? The song's about this accomplishments, uh, this human accomplishment, if you will, of of the Mallard train and how this team of, of men basically made this happen. They, they broke the land speed record with this machine. Uh, and if you listen to a lot of Big Big Train, you'll, you'll realize that they are fond of this sort of subject matter. They like ca- capturing the, the notion of human achievements, of people, right? Human beings uh, actually uh, doing the impossible or doing the thought to be improbable or are taking humanity up a notch. A lot of their songs kind of cover this kind of a theme and uh, they always bring in the human aspect of it. And so there's lots in the lyrics about the the team involved in uh, how many different people are doing different jobs to make this accomplishment happen. So as we're, you know, we're building towards a, a single moment, right? The, the actual moment of breaking the speed record. And as we're building in through this section, you know, you're hearing more string arrangements coming in through it. And then you, be, you begin to hear the horns. And it's very, actually very subtle. It took me a while uh, to realize when the horns had happened. Sometimes when you're doing a piece like this, you know, you, you might, for impact, bring in a different instrument to kind of like bring people's attention. But the way the horns come in in this song is actually kind of during this buildup section. And they're kind of subtle at first. And they're not really there. They're kind of, you know, blended in. Uh, and as they build, they become more and more impactful. And I think, again, that's building us towards this really large uh, moments where they, they hit this, this speed record. And I, lo- I love the way the lyrics uh, kind of put this in. They, you know, it refers to uh, the train as, as a rocket in blue at two miles per minute. And 
you know, you think, well, the, the actual speed limit, uh, their speed record actually was 126 miles an hour is what they had reached. But, uh, you know, it's obviously more poetic to say two miles a minute, right? 120 miles an hour. And so just the way that's expressed is really a beautiful thing. And then we get to the section, there's a, a break in the, in the section here where he kind of goes into kind of a more majestic feel and you could feel the time kind of slowing a little bit, but at the same time, it, it starts this pattern of, again, not to talk about time signatures, but uh, there's seven bars of five followed by a bar of six. And this goes into this kind of repeated phrasing over and over again. And they start it small and they build it and build it and build it. And we're getting towards that big climactic moment. And it's instrumental at first and they're building and you, you, they just keep repeating this over and over again, this piece and it's building and it's building and it's building. You think just when you think it's going to go too long, you know, like, okay, we get it. You know, you're just about to be, hit that moment. Longden comes in with a vocal there and he's, he's you know, that's the, the key moment where he says into history, into legend, she flies. And I, I've, I've seen them live actually in London. I actually flew to London to see this band play live when they played this song and they got to that moment. I'm willing to bet that more than half of the people in the crowd were you know, tearing up when that moment in the song came. And uh, it's still to this day, as I was listening to this, to prepare for this episode, I, I still get choked up when I hear that, uh, when I get to that point. And it's just, it's a testament to how unbelievably powerful and effective the writing in this is and the 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 combination of the lyrics and the vocals and the uh, just the musical orchestration of that moment that it's building to that you get to this moment when you say okay we've we've done it we've broken this barrier we've we've accomplished something that no one's ever accomplished before that you kind of you can't help but get a little bit caught up in the emotion of it it's it's pretty amazing And immediately after that, there's this kind of breakdown section where you know, the whole song kind of slows down, but it's still moving, it's quiet, and it's, it's coming down to a kind of stop. And I've always thought of that bit as it's sort of like the train, right? It doesn't stop on a dime just because you've, you've achieved this moment. You can imagine the people on the train, you know, after this happens that they, they kind of have to coast to a, a, a complete stop, right? And that takes a while. And so you get this sense of breakdown and it's, it's sort of like, it's an acknowledgement that this emotional moment needs, to, it needs moments to kind of be appreciated and, and to just kind of bask in that, in that wonderful uh, emotional you know, feeling. Then, of course, at the end, we go back to where we started. The piano piece comes back in with that same melody. And so we've come around full circle. It's a perfect song in so many ways, and it's, it's so well constructed. And, and you know, they've, this band has made so much great music and has made great music since. Uh, every album they've been putting out of her since has been absolutely amazing. Uh, but there's just something about this song that if, if 
if someone came to me and said, Oh, I've never heard of this band before, which, which track should I listen to? I'm almost always going to point them in this direction. Cause if you don't like this song, you're probably not going to like big, big train. If you do like this song and you get this song and you understand why this song is so well-crafted and why it's such an anomaly in 2019 to be listening to something of this kind of um, quality, then you are, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to become a long-term fan. And so again, if you've never heard, Big Big Train before, uh, this is the track I'd start with. I liked it so much that first time that I was listening to it that I, I you know, normally I just, I put on my headphones, I turn off the screens and I listen through the album and then I stop and then I give myself a minute to take in what I, what I just listened to. But uh, when I listened to this track, I actually had to stop before track two started. Uh, I needed a minute to kind of catch, you know, my breath after that song. Thanks for tuning in to the Weekly Listen. Subscribe to the show via Apple's iTunes or wherever it is you like to get your podcasts. iTunes ratings are really helpful too, and I'd appreciate it if you'd share the show with your friends. Apple Music and Spotify links to today's tracks can be found in the show notes. If you want to help out and support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Listen and become a patron. Your support will go a long way to helping me keep the show going. And speaking of support, I want to give a special shout out to our executive producer on this track, Alec. Alec, thanks so much. You made this show possible. If you want to find out more about how you could become an executive producer, go to patreon.com slash theweeklylisten. If you have any comments, suggestions, or you just want to chat with your fellow listeners about the music, you can reach out on micro.blog at The Weekly Listen. I encourage everyone to join in on the conversation. Thanks, and we'll be back next week with more music. 